following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time now for the Sumner County Sports Podcast with your host, Zach Womble, who covers high school sports all across Sumner County. Watch your paper ball jump shot. He's got it. Here he is, Zach Womble. One o'clock here in the Mid-State Studio 386, so you know what time it is. It's time for the Sumner County Sports Podcast. Joining me, as always, behind the scenes is our award-winning producer, or should be at least, J.P. Plant. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast wherever you may be listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP. You can follow the show on Twitter at Sumner Sports Pod. And, of course, Main Street Preps at Main Street Preps. You can also check out our newspaper sites on Facebook at Main Street Preps, the Gallatin News, the Hendersonville Standard, and the Portland Sun. If you are on YouTube, give us a follow at Main Street Nashville, where you will find an entire host of videos from mornings on Main Street with Joe Dubin, Main Street Sports Today with Chris Yao, Maurice Patton, and J.P. Plant, as well as our entire library of podcasts, including yours truly. Before we dive into today's show, as always, I want to give a shout out to the fans who tune in each and every week. We're over 700 all-time downloads, so thank you so much to the fans. It is greatly appreciated, so I just want to say again, thank you so much. Jumping into this week's show, top headlines. First up, Pope Prep Baseball, simply because I covered them on Tuesday night. They beat Father Ryan in their Game 1 Best of 3 series in the opening round of the D2 AA Middle Region Tournament. 3-1 to one behind a great performance from Bo Bailey on the mound. You know what? Pope Prep has won, had won 16 of its final 24 games heading into last night's outing against Father Ryan. I dive into that, into my story that you can check out on MainStreetPreps.com. Make sure you give that a read and give it a click and retweet as well. Uh, later on, we're going to highlight one of those players from their victory. But you know what? A great overall team performance in a game where the Pope Prep Knights collected nine hits, including, like I said, Bo Bailey's incredible outing on the mound. They will play today, Wednesday, at 5 o'clock, back at Serve Pro Field. If the Knights win, they will move on to the next round where they will likely face the top-seeded CPA Lions. If Pope Prep drops today's game, they will come back for a winner-take-all game three back at Pope Prep on Thursday at 5 p.m. Now, weather's not looking great for Thursday, so if, if it rains, if it gets postponed, it'll probably get pushed to Friday. But Pope Prep hopefully will end the series today at Serve Pro Field. So it's going to be a good one. If you want to get out and check some baseball out today, go ahead and get over to Pope Prep's campus as they try to close out their opening round series against the Father Ryan Irish. Up next, upcoming district tournaments. It's a lot to get into, so let's start with baseball first and foremost. Beach won their coin flip over Station Camp in District 10-4A, so that means they will host their district tournament starting on Saturday, with Station Camp being the two, Hendersonville being the three, and Gallatin being the four. They, of course, all tied with seven with a seven and three record, but the the tiebreakers were determined by runs allowed. And again, Station Camp and Beach finished with 24 tied. They go to a coin flip, to which this morning Beach won that coin flip and the right to host the District 10 4A tournament that begins 
the playing games between Gallatin Hunters, or excuse me, Gallatin McGavick and Hendersonville Hunters Lane will be played on Thursday, potentially Friday, with the double elimination tournament set to begin Saturday, May 7th at Beach High School. District 9-3 action, which features Portland. You've got Greenbrier number one, Portland number two, Montgomery Central number three, Creekwood four, and White House five. The play-in game between White House and Creekwood is Thursday, with the other games set to be played on Friday. The winners advance to play in the next round, and then double elimination tournament as well. All of this action will be played at Greenbrier High School, so if you're a fan of either of those teams, please get out to Greenbrier High School where I know it's going to be a fun time. Softball District 10-4A, the top seed is Station Camp, followed by Beach. They will get a bye until next Monday. They'll take on the winners of Gallatin, Hunters Lane, and McGavick and Hendersonville. Double elimination tournament, all games at Station Camp High School. District 9-3A, all the games will be played at Montgomery Central High School starting May 6th. I don't have a bracket for that yet, but I do know, like I said, all games at Montgomery Central High School starting May 6th. Soccer, rounding out the district tournament stuff. District 9-2A, all going to be at Portland High School. The semis May, May 9th, the finals on May 11th. And then District 9-3A soccer, all going to be played at Gallatin High School with several games to determine the seating upcoming. Our final headline before we jump into the break, Station Camp Softball. Head coach Ken Crook will join us here in a minute. I wrote a story on MainStreetPreps.com that you can check out following their school's first ever undefeated season in league history. They're off to a great start. So let's go ahead and jump into this break, and then when we return, we're going to catch up with head coach Ken Crook. We've all heard the saying that a little can go a long way. This is especially true during the Big Payback's 24-hour online giving event, helping support hundreds of local nonprofit organizations from 6 p.m. on May 4th through 6 p.m. May 5th. A gift of as little as $10 could be boosted by cash prizes and help to make a big difference in the life-changing work of local nonprofits. Learn more at thebigpayback.org. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com.
Welcome back to Sumner County Sports Podcast. Once again, your host, Zach Womble. Hey, welcome back. As I mentioned before the break, we were going to catch up with Station Camp head coach Ken Crook with talk to talk about his team's hot success, hot start to the to the season with Monday night's four nothing victory over Gallatin High School. Station Camp closed out a perfect District 10-4A regular season for the first time in school history. The Saturday before, actually, on April 30th, they took down Beach High School for the second time this season to secure the district's top seed. Along with arguably the county's top pitcher and senior, Madison Croxford, the Bison boasts a wealth of big playability at the plate and plus a stingy, stingy defense. Sitting at 22-8 and eight overall, their best record since 2012. This, of course, according to CoachT.com, where I pulled their 24-10 and 10 record off of. The first regular season championship coming off the first district tournament season championship. Ken Crook and the Bison know that Murfreesboro is well within their reach. So, are we going to get Ken Crook into the show? Hopefully soon. I know we're trying to get him on the studio. In fact, there he is right there. Perfect. Perfect timing, JP. Appreciate that. Coach Crook, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about yourself? I am doing great. First time guest here, so we really appreciate you jumping on to talk about your your softball team. Uh, before we dive into the meat of our interview, Ken, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been at Station Camp, and what got you into coaching softball. Uh, I'm from Nashville, born and raised in Madison, so outskirts of Nashville. Uh, I've been at Station Camp for 15 years. This will be my 15th year. Uh, before that, I coached uh, travel softball at a high level uh, for about 10 years. I coached my niece. She told me, she said, hey, uh, Uncle Ken, will you coach me my team for one year? And it ended up being 10. And we ended up traveling all over the all over the United States playing the ball. So that's, that's how basically I got started. I bet that was a unique experience being with her. What kind of, you know, how, how, what did that do for your relationship, just being able to be in that atmosphere with her? Oh, it was wonderful. You know, all the kids, I mean, we, our team, we started when we were nine and we kept the core team together uh, for pretty much all the years that we played. And, and to see them at the end of the year, uh, we had 10 players and eight of them ended up going to Division One college. Um, our starting pitcher went to Virginia Tech and had another go to Auburn. Uh, several went to Belmont. Um, David Lipscomb at then it was called David Lipscomb, the Lipscomb now. So it's yeah, it was a it was a great experience. Wow, that sounds incredible. Uh, Fifteen years at Station Camp. I, I guess I didn't realize it it had been that long. Has the time flown by for you? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't realize it was that long either. So I started counting up all the years, but uh, man, yeah, it, it's gone by really fast. Uh, you know, I recently wrote a story on MainStreetPreps.com just highlighting your team's success in the regular season, finishing undefeated in league play, and highlighting a few key players here and there for that success. Uh, but in your own words, Ken, what has kind of been the catalyst to your success for this season? Uh, just, I guess, the season players. I mean, we've got several juniors and seniors that we rely on that, that do play travel ball. And travel for us, to be honest with you, is key. I mean, I'm a proponent of travel softball. And, you know, if, if you play travel uh, throughout the year, um, 
you're going to be used to anything you see during high school. You're going to see some of the best pitching. So it's not like an eye-opening experience if something like, you know, you get in high school and it, it, you haven't played travel before. So it, it's just us. It's just seasoned players having a good good chemistry amongst one another. We, we typically care for each other, love each other, and we play hard for each other. That's pretty much our motto is love each other, respect each other, and play hard for each other. I believe uh, this this it started in 2019 with this group. You, you guys had made a run in the district tournament. I believe it was played at Lebanon. You might have finished third, if I'm not mistaken, which was maybe your best finish under you. And then obviously 2020 happens was COVID, but you were you started that season undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. And then last year you win the district tournament for the first time, and now here you are for as the number one seed going into the district tournament. Did you feel like this this season had kind of been building for for a few years now? Yeah, I mean, it, it really had did start in 2019. I mean, we had, of course, Madison. That was our, our freshman year. Um, and then we had some good players. Addie Lane come through, and she was a really good player. We had other players as well. But it really started that 2019 season for us, and it has. It's progressively gotten better. I would have really liked to see what the COVID year would have, you know, how it would have gone because Madison, our pitcher, was 7-0 and at that point. And I think our record was like 12-3. and But, it, I mean, to get back to your point, yeah, I mean, it, it, it basically started in 2019 <clears throat> when, you know, we our success really started kicking in all the way up to this point. Most certainly. You know, last year, as I was talking about, you, you won the district tournament, and, but you unfortunately fall in the first round of the region tournament to, I believe, Springfield. Have you did you have you guys used that as motivation, or has it been kind of a more of a focus on yourself this year? A little bit of both, probably. Just getting better in, in some part of the key aspects of the game. And, you know, I mean, Springfield's good. I mean, their, their pitcher is going to – I think Belmont on a scholarship, so she's going Division One too. So it's not like we lost to a bad team. I mean, Springfield is really, really good, and they're playing really good this year as well. So it's a little, like to answer your question. Yes, yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, we worked on some things that we needed to work on, um, and it is a little motivation for us because I mean, we've never gotten that far before in a long time. So we want to get to that next step. We've already seen what we can do last year you know we want to push the pedal a little bit and, and advance more this year yeah you mentioned that Springfield pitcher Bree Asmundy she's she's a really good like you said a really good pitcher um and and they're having a great season I believe they're the top seed in their district so uh yeah like you said not a, not a bad team to lose to but let's let's focus on your pitcher Madison Croxford, and I know we've talked at length about her and even in this interview, but she's a four-year pitcher for you, a, a good hitter at the plate as well, and maybe the glue to your softball team. I, I know you I know you had a lot of expectations on her coming into the season, but has has she surprised you at all with just how dominant she's been in the circle going 27 consecutive innings without a run or earned run at 1.6 ERA and a 16-4 win-loss record? No. I mean, honestly, no, not really. I mean, she's got a really good work ethic. I mean, she when we practice, I mean, she goes straight to the gym and works out. So, I mean, she's gotten stronger. I mean, to backtrack a little bit, 2019, she was 8-3 and three, uh, as a freshman, and that was the year that we could advance. And 12, year, 12 games left in the season, she gets hurt um, against Gallatin. 
with a you know close play at the plate, and she gets hurt and her season's done. Well, I was really counting on her because she was that's when she started kicking it into gear a little bit that, that particular time. So she would have helped us in the district tournament for sure. But uh, no, I mean she's you know in 2020 uh, when we had a COVID year, she started off at seven and zero. Then last year's. 15 and 5, and this year she's 16 and 4. So, no, it really hasn't it hasn't really surprised me any. She's a, she's a hard worker. I mean, she does the stuff on the, you know, when we're not practicing, she does stuff on her own to make herself better. And, man, it's, it's really paid off. Most certainly a, a decorated career for her. And, and I don't want – I'm going to put you on the spot, and I hate to put you on the spot, but it sounds like to me she could go down as, as one of Station Camp's best players in, in program history, right? Well, yeah, for pitching-wise, I mean, she's the best pitcher yeah. I've ever had, for sure. And she's one of the best pitchers. I mean, I've been coaching for a long time. I've coached a lot of good D1 players. And like I said, we had a pitcher go to Virginia Tech. She's right up there with them. I don't, I don't you know, she's, she's good. That's good. She, she handles pressure really well. Uh, she's just stoic. I mean, she don't never – Change expressions. She doesn't seem to let anything bother. She doesn't show a lot of emotion. She just goes out there, hey, give me the ball, let me do my thing. And that's pretty much what I do. You know, I mentioned in that story on MainStreetPreps.com that, that listeners and fans can check out. You have dominant pitching, but you also have a great defense and explosive offense. Do, in your eyes, does this key team have the capabilities to make a real run at Murfreesboro? And, and I guess how much do you focus on that big long-term goal? We do. I mean, we've got a really good defensive team. Like I said, we're seasoned. We've got good speed in the outfield. Um, you know, capable, really good players in the infield, really good catching, pitching. Uh, and we're capable of scoring some runs. Uh, we can hit the ball, too, all the way up through nine. And, and honestly, I mean, we've got players on the bench have called upon them, and they can hit, too. So this is we've got a lot of depth. It's probably the more depth that we've had uh, since I've been here. But uh, we do have the ingredients to go far. But I mean, there there's some tough teams. I mean, we got to get our get out of our district first. I mean, I know we've beaten Gallatin twice. I know we've beaten Beach twice. But those are good teams. So we have to make sure that we stay grounded and realize anything can happen on any particular day. So we do have to stay grounded and and play our game, and we should be fine. But yeah, we do have the ingredients to go to the state tournament. But I mean, we have to take it game by game. A great mindset to have. Uh, the District 10-4A softball tournament for Station Camp kicks off next Monday with it being a double elimination. Of course, Station Camp and Beach getting the bye, waiting on the winners of Gallatin, Hunters Lane, and McGevick in Hendersonville. Coach Ken Crook, thank you so much for joining us today on the Sunder County Sports Podcast, and best of luck next week as the district tournament gets set to start. Thanks, Zach. And I, hey, I appreciate you guys, what you do for these kids, getting them noticed and getting exposure to them. It really means a lot to them. They work hard, just like every other group. So it means a lot to them. We appreciate what you guys do. Hey, it's our pleasure, Ken. Thanks. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Zach. Again, that was Station Camp softball coach Ken Crook joining us today on the Sumner County Sports Podcast. Coming up after the break, I hand out my Player of the Week award and we get into one big topic regarding a prominent football player here in Sumner County. Stay tuned through the break.
We've all heard the saying that a little can go a long way. This is especially true during the Big Payback's 24-hour online giving event, helping support hundreds of local nonprofit organizations. From 6 p.m. on May 4th through 6 p.m. May 5th, a gift of as little as $10 could be boosted by cash prizes and help to make a big difference in the life-changing work of local nonprofits. Learn more at thebigpayback.org. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Nobody covers high school sports quite like Main Street Preps, bringing you hyper-local coverage of the teams and athletes in your backyard. Wherever your Main Street is, well, we've got a podcast for you. This one right here, the Sumner County Sports Podcast, with Zach Womble covering Sumner County sports. Or how about Casey's Take on Sports, with Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange sports reporter Casey Patrick. Or how about heading up north to the MSP North podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller. They cover Montgomery and Robertson counties. And, of course, Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier. They take a macro view of prep sports in Middle Tennessee. Find the latest sports news from your Main Street at MainStreetPreps.com and find these podcasts dropping weekly on these Main Street media social platforms and wherever you get your podcast now back to the Swedish shooting paper basketball player in Sumner County here is your host Zach Womble he knows it somebody alert the NBA because my form is beautiful welcome back to the Sumner County Sports Podcast let's jump right back into it and highlight our player of the week this week and I gotta give it to my man freshman Bo Bailey pitcher at Pope Prep for his Tuesday afternoon performance on the mound. That boy was good. Struck out 10 father Irish batters in six complete innings. Gave up no earned runs, one run total, and five hits to help the Knights to the 3-1 victory. A lot of Ks. Like I mentioned, 10 Ks. Usually you write them, you know, normal. But he had several that were backwards because he just caught them looking. Bo Bailey had the stuff yesterday for the night so shout out to Bo Bailey and the Pope Prep Knights on their 3-1 victory in his outing against the father Ryan Irish on Tuesday our last topic before we dive into extra innings Kenny Minchie commits to the University of Pittsburgh Kenny Minchie of course being the quarterback at Pope Prep Preparatory School he's a four-star according to 247 Sports Com, and he committed to the Panthers over Power 5 schools like Michigan State, Kentucky, or excuse me, Michigan State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, among others. According to 247 Sports, he is a four-star quarterback ranked as the 22nd player at his position in the country and the 13th best overall prospect in the state of Tennessee. As a junior, Minchie was named a Mr. Football finalist Sumner County's Offensive Most Valuable Player and Division II AA 
offensive MVP. He threw for 3,280 yards, 32 touchdowns, and just nine interceptions and completed 62% of his passes on 351 attempts. So congratulations to Kenny Minchie on putting his recruitment to rest. I know he's excited to just kind of focus on his senior season and get that out of the way. A little extra innings for us today before I close out the show. Titans draft happened last week. I haven't been able to get my opinions out there really about it. But I was, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I went through the emotions on social media. I tweeted through the pain of AJ Brown getting traded, and I was very upset. I still am upset, to be honest with you, because I feel like he was the franchise's best receiver. Uh, not only, or I guess in franchise history, was the best player on the team. Uh, this past season and and I just you know a fan favorite and the first player's jersey who I ever bought of my own money so uh, sad to see AJ Brown go but congratulations to him on getting uh, the bag as the kids would say from the Philadelphia Eagles and you know when we play them I hope that he gets absolutely no catches on zero yards and just you know gets obliterated by the Titans defense but sad to see AJ Brown go but hello to the 2022 draft selections you know, on Thursdays, on Thursday, my trust in J-Rob was down here. I wanted him to go back to West Tennessee or wherever the heck he came from. I wanted him to sell the team. Don't build the new stadium. The Titans are dead to me. Rooted in L.A. Was going to be a Rams fan. But cooler heads, cooler heads prevailed. And as, as I woke up Friday and, and just kind of mosey out through the day and then saw – Saw the draft pick start, you know, start going back up, climbing back up. And, of course, you know, with with Roger McCurry, I love the Malik Willis pick for great value purposes. The great offensive tackle from Ohio State. I won't butcher his name. Same with the tight end from Maryland. Uh, And then getting my guy Theo Jackson from the University of Tennessee. Uh, You know what? I'm still upset that they traded A.J. Brown. I'm still upset they got rid of him. But you know what? I'm not going to give up on my Titans. I, I just can't do that. I'm not wired that way. Fan through thick and thin. But you know what? Uh, a lot of a lot of expectations, a lot is going to be put on Traylon Burks. Uh, maybe unfairly. You know, he's always and forever going to be uh, tied with A.J. Brown. And so can we expect his rookie season to produce 1,000 yards and, you know, close to 100 catches and how many touchdowns? You know, I, I don't really know if that's fair to put those expectations on him. But I will say this. Please stop telling me that he likes to hunt boar with a knife. I do not care, okay? I do not care because that does not help you on the football field. I made the comment when I was upset that, congratulations, when everybody was saying this, I was like, great, we drafted John Locke from the Lost series. And that's still kind of how I feel when people tell me that he hunts boar with a knife or he likes to fish. I, I don't care. All I care about if you're an NFL player or NBA player, if you're a professional player, score touchdowns, catch passes, win games, and snatch souls from defensive back, and that's that's it. And you will win my heart over a million times. So literally do not care about what he does off the field. Just win games, catch touchdowns, and snatch souls from opposing defensive backs. That's all I ask for. So that will do it for this week's episode of the Sumner County Sports Podcast. You know what time it is. It's time to try to make it in the basket. I missed the past couple of weeks, but I'll try to make it in this week. So let's see what the good form looks like. I'm on a cold streak. I'm on a cold streak. Well, until next time, 
This is Zach Womble with the Sumner County Sports Podcast. This has been the Sumner County Sports Podcast with your host, Zach Womble, covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Follow him online anytime at MainStreetPreps.com, on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP, and the show at Sumner Sports Pod. And of course, always Main Street Preps across the mid state on Twitter at Main Street Preps. Sumner County Sports Podcast is a Main Street Media production.